Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, the show that brings you thoughtful perspective through the lens of Christ. Join us every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. on The Bridge Austin Radio, broadcasting on both 1120 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Whether you're on the go, hitting the gym, or simply relaxing with your favorite beverage, Triumphant Victorious Reminders will empower you to live in Christ with heavenly wit. Teresa Ann reminds us that true perspective isn't just about being positioned correctly, it's about being positioned in Christ, who is the ultimate perspective. So tune in and let your friends know to join us as we journey towards seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. This is Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, and we're excited to have you with us. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. And you know, you probably remember from my last episode, I don't like to do anything without starting this out, just acknowledging the Lord, even when we're doing things with him, right? So Father, I just want to remind myself to be aware of you right now in this moment, that I am not doing this on my own. This isn't about Teresa's got this, but you have this, Lord. And I'm just getting to witness what you want to reveal today as I speak. Thank you, Father, for every person under the sound of my voice would only hear yours. And anything that is not of you, it would fall on deaf ears. Thank you, God, that you are our triumphant victory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So today's episode or program is titled, Being Still, But How? Oh, you know that scripture from Psalm 4610. It says, he says, God, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So last week, I got to share a little about being triggered, triggered to fear, triggered to getting upset or angry, and yet knowing that when we fix our eyes on the Lord with knowing that Jesus is our triumphant victory, He helps us to turn those triggers into praising him, which stirs this faith, not just faith in anything, but faith in who he is. And in that, it's just a learning more and more about who he is and how to practically stay in Christ. You know, one thing I I have to remember at times is I'm not doing things for the Lord. I'm doing things in him that in him is is where I get to live and breathe and do because I know who he is and in knowing who he is, I begin to know who I am. But let's go deeper today, okay? Let's jump in to this love, God's love that is like no other. And that love was expressed through his only son, Jesus. Y'all, this is just amazing. This is what needs to make us so violently joyful. And that's what I want to do today on this triumphant victorious reminder that this love isn't 
any love. It's not a love that says just be who you are. This is who you are. You know, if you don't like it, then you know what? You might as well leave it. No, it's not that. That's not the kind of love we're talking about here. This love is a love when you get in with him. He transforms you into the likeness of Christ to where you're not even focused anymore on God, change them, change them so that my life is easier or change them or change my job or change this or change my spouse or whatever it is. It's now saying, God, transform me. I want to know you. And so going back to this being still and know that he is God. I That is something that I get to share today because I have a testimony about that very thing. It was something that I didn't quite understand. However, it's a phrase that you see on home decor, on people's walls. It's just very flippantly said. But when, you know, the rubber meets the road, being still is as far, we don't even know what that means. And for me, Before I tell this story, being still, I just thought for sure you had to be like frozen and be like, okay, I'm just going to stay here until I hear from God. (laughs) But being still, y'all is highly active and you'll know what I mean in just a moment. So here I was in a, I don't know how to explain this relationship with this person that I knew. Um, It it was, this person was someone who was in leadership and, and oh my gosh, just an amazing human. And I looked up to this person, but to a fault because the person didn't even realize what they were doing, that they weren't pointing anyone to the Lord. They were pointing them to themselves. Like, look what I've done. Look how far I've come. This is, you know, I had to grind and I had to do this and I had to do that. And so, you know, just just the world and what it is, it does everything the opposite of God. It's all about you've got this. And so with that, I really wanted to show this person how, you know, I had this too. But after a series of events the relationship just got just turned like in a weird spiritual thing. And and I don't need to go into it, but you kind of need to know the context. So you understand why when I was getting these text messages and these phone calls, I would, I would, and I'm not kidding you. I would literally go into like anxiety mode. I would have a almost a panic attack. And that's, I've never experienced that before. And I was like, what is going on? And even in that time, I remember getting really afraid that I couldn't hear the voice of God anymore. It was just getting, it felt like it was getting dimmer and dimmer. And so again, after another text had come in and it was just really strange, I finally called a friend And this friend is someone who I know will point me to the Lord, but not only point me to the Lord, but also walk in love. So even if I shared something that was hard, 
she wouldn't take sides. She would just literally take me to Jesus and his word. So this day I call her and I said, okay, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond to these messages. I just don't hear the voice of God. I need you to tell me what God is saying. And she just started laughing. And I remember her laugh was hysterical, like, Teresa, you hear the voice of God. No, I am not going to tell you what he is saying. But you know what I will do is I'll stay on the phone with you while you ask him what he's saying. What she was doing in that moment, y'all, was she was discipling me to Jesus over and over again. And I was just like, this is why I'm calling you, though. I'm calling you so you can just tell me. And she says, no, I'm not going to do that. But you ask him. And so finally I said, okay, Lord, what are you saying in this situation? And there was a pause. And I don't know how to explain it except this. I could see these words. Be still and know that I am God. And I was like, I think I heard him. And she goes, you think or you know? And I said, no, I know. Well, what did he say? Be still and know that I am God. That's what I heard too, Teresa. I said, but hold on. I don't know what that looks like. I, I heard it, but I don't know what that means. Well, then ask him what it means. <laughs> okay, I guess it is that simple, isn't it? I said, Lord, what do you mean when you say, be still and know that I am God? And then it was like this, this, these words just dropped down and then they got scrambled. And it said, when you know I'm God. You can't help but be still. I was like, whoa, whoa, you need to see what I just saw. And I told her exactly what I just said. He just showed me when you know I'm God, you can't help but be still. And she was like, that is so amazing. And I said, I know, but I still don't know what that means. Like, I really just need to practically know what it looks like to be still and know that he is God. So then, of course, she said, well, ask him what that means. So I did yet again. And y'all, it was so amazing. Because in that moment, I received this sweet, simple instruction. This is how you are to be still in this situation. When you receive a text or a phone call from that person, respond to me. Do not respond to them. So in that moment of angst, I literally got this revelation and freedom in the Lord of knowing, oh my gosh, this is how to practically be still. It's responding to God in every situation. Y'all, it is not something that is a chore to go to God. 
it is a privilege. It is an honor that we get to go to him and that he doesn't tire of us. And so here in that moment, on the phone with my friend, she is getting to witness how she properly got to disciple by the Spirit, me to Jesus. And here is I'm being discipled to Jesus and not doing what she's doing or or maybe even because it would have been a lot easier for her to just tell me what God was saying. But she had the fear of the Lord to know that God was revealing to her that I needed to know that I could hear his voice through the power of the Holy Spirit and his word. And here's what's amazing is it is incredible That in being still and knowing that he is God, the being still is a result of knowing that he is God. It isn't about, okay, I got to be still first and then I'll know he's God. No, the knowing that he is God is what causes the stillness. And I know I might sound redundant, but I really want us to get this. I really want us to understand that being in Christ is all about unlearning what we've learned in this world by learning from him. That our biggest calling is not to be in ministry. It's not to know our purpose. Our greatest calling is to follow Jesus. That's what it is. And what did Jesus do? What does he do? What is his spirit leading us to do every day? I love 1 Corinthians 13. It reveals who God is and what he does. Have you ever heard of like the kindness movement or pray for patience or, you know, don't pray for patience or don't do this. But listen, here's what happens. Patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness. They are an expression of love. So when you see kindness, you're seeing the love of of God, just as Jesus was the expression of God's love seen within this world. And just think when God said, Be still and know that I am God, I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. And if you read Philippians 2, Philippians 2 is so powerful. If you've ever wanted to know why the name of Jesus is so powerful, here's why. Philippians 2 says it right here. I just love it. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature, God, now listen to this part, y'all, don't turn the channel, okay, listen, who being in very nature, God 
did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. Now watch, he humbled himself by be he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love that. Verse 9 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place. Psalm 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Our Jesus. Our triumphant victory. The one that when we begin to know him more and more, we can't help but be still while we're highly active in this life. That in every moment, in every moment of decision, that we are actually getting to talk to the Holy Spirit and not just inviting him in. He's invited us to do this life. Don't think for one second you're inviting him into the room. He's invited us into this life, and now we're making ourselves aware that he's in the room. I love this analogy that I got a few years ago because I was really toiling with what I was talking about earlier, earlier about not hearing the voice of God. And the Lord just is so kind in correcting me. And he gave me these two analogies. The first one is funny. And it was, here I was having my great time with Jesus in my prayer closet. And it was amazing. I didn't want to leave, right? I get out of the closet. I go throughout my day and something happened. And that something that happened was like, oh, I got to get back into my closet and get back with Jesus. Oh. And all of a sudden, I felt like this laughter. Teresa, you didn't leave me in the closet. (laughs) You left your awareness of me in the closet. But I'm right here. You can talk to me right now about this situation. Isn't that funny? It's so true. And, And here's another analogy I got. Seeing myself go in and out of my house every day, running errands, doing my everyday things. And every single day doing this, and yet every day not noticing the sky above me. Now, just because I didn't notice the sky every day, did that mean that the sky was not there? Absolutely not. Just my awareness of the sky was not there. And so it's a simple illustration of just getting us back. To being aware that God is in the midst. When the difficulties of life happen, and y'all, they're happening everywhere. 
God is giving us this beautiful revelation of the gospel. And it's the gospel of the kingdom. To see God in the midst. So for instance, I wrote a book called Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields, which is part of what this show is about. And in that, it was really highlighting just different things in our life that that maybe we say as cliches as, oh, the enemy is after me again. Every time I go after Jesus, the enemy is after me. That sounds great because you feel like, you know, you're doing something for Jesus. But you guys, <laughs> have you noticed who's for you? That for you power of God is more powerful than all evil. And I know that's hard to comprehend, especially in the days that we're living in right now. But we cannot, we cannot shift the post and say, oh, you know what? It doesn't work. God's love doesn't work, obviously, through us because, you know, no, 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 no. We're obviously not doing it his way. And we have this human experience of what we think love is. And so we're doing all the things that we think is the right way. And we see that it's not working and we see that it's not getting results. And so we stop doing it. But now if we just do it with the Lord, when he says to love your enemies, and this is how in Luke 6, he shows us how to do that. He says, do good. To those who hurt you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Bless those who curse you. That's what it looks like to love our enemies. But guess what? That's what it looks like to love those that we love. So there's no loophole with God. He doesn't have favoritism. He shows his love to the unthankful and the wicked, as it says in Luke 6. God's love is steadfast. God's love is not weak. God's love is not a doormat. That's We're going to talk about that in another episode. But I am telling you, when we remember who is for us, we got to remember this. Are we for him? Yes, Jesus loves us, but do we love him by showing his love and extending what we've received to others? And I'm preaching to myself right now. I am preaching to myself right now, y'all, seriously. And in all of that, when we know he is God, we can't help but be still, still in his love Knowing that, God, you heard that. You heard what they said. But Lord, what do you say? You have the last word. And I don't know what you're going on in your situation right now. But I'm going to say this right now. God, what do you say over their situation? Will you open their eyes so they can see you? Their eyes have been opened to see what the enemy is doing. And what people have been doing. But Lord, let their eyes see who you are in the name of Jesus. 
If there's anyone listening right now and you're just like, you know, I need someone to just pray with me. Will you please email me at letstalktv74 at gmail.com. And I would also love for you to just go to triumphantvictoriousreminders.com because that's my blog and my website and that shows all the things, all the resources. But I really would love to pray with you. But I also would love to hear if you have any testimonies, like heavenly wit testimonies where you were seeing opposition and God revealed to you the opportunity for him to be seen in your life. So when you go on my website, you're going to notice that I'm an author of some books. and But I want to share with you one of the greatest books. Actually, the only book that's out there is the Word of God. I want to point you to, to his word first. And in that, just know that Heavenly Wit, the, the book I shared with you earlier, it's a book that will encourage you to see with kingdom perspective, to see the mission fields in the midst of the battlefields. Take notice now of the opportunities that you thought was opposition. And it pretty it probably was opposition. But now get to see God in the middle of it. You don't have to go across the world to go on a mission trip. You can do it every day where there's opposition. And so I would just want to say thank you so much for your time today. And I encourage you to connect with me yet again at triumphantvictoriousreminders.com. The more we live knowing Jesus as our triumphant victory, we will be reminded to respond to this life in him with heavenly wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. And until next Saturday morning at 1130, stay tuned for episode three of Me, Myself, and I. It'll be a good one. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. We hope that you were empowered and encouraged by the insights and perspectives shared on this program. Remember, living in Christ transforms us into His likeness and enables us to live an abundant life with heavenly wit. With Teresa and we have learned to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 1130 for another edition of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. Until then, keep seeking Christ, who is the true perspective, and may His blessings be upon you always.